Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Tacticas podcast. This is your host, Keon Sobani, uh, on Zoom with a red face because my head is about to pop off my shoulders with that intro. Diego Lorin took off his headphones. He even flipped me the bird uh, before we started recording. And by bird, I mean middle finger, not the other bird. I asked him, hey, I got to ask, do you want to do the intro? And he just gave me the finger. And I said, okay, once again, I have to step up. Um, so for the last time this season, I'm doing the intro before we get uh, waxed by the... Um, the the very uh, I guess Cruyff esque tactics of Pep Guardiola and Diego can dance a little bit once we get knocked out of the Champions League. So here we are on the back of Barcelona losing to Rayo Vallecano at home, and my challenge to watch Diego today is on a on a on a weekend where there was barely any Spanish football. And it was one of the greatest nights in Real Betis' history. How much can we avoid talking about the Copa del Rey final and still not give any attention to any team outside of Real Madrid and Barcelona? Let's see what we can do there. <laughs> Diego, welcome to the show, buddy. How was your weekend? Exhausting. Man, you're a tough, a tough interview today. It's going to be a tough one. Gonna have to, I'm going to have to fill some... Fill some airspace. It's like it's like interviewing Kevin Durant on TNT. Sorry, man. Hey, you know, you wanted to record on Monday. I'm doing this for you, bud. Then Can you give me something? Like at least at out. least tell me something. Like at least tell me something negative. How about that? How about that? Can you do something? Can you just tell me how you feel? Like what was it like watching? Does it matter anyway? It doesn't matter. We already know who the league champion is. You're not going to no, drop out of the Champions League spots. Does it matter? How much does this matter? Who's to say we're not? Who's to say we're not? Mm, now but we're talking. Can't, at home, cannot beat the nine-seeded team in the German Bundesliga. The whereas Cadiz fighting for their lives to remain in the Spanish top flight can't beat them at home. And now we cannot neither beat Rayo Vallecano uh, at home for the third consecutive 
home defeat. You feel pretty, pretty lousy, bro. Especially on a Monday, which is the busiest day of this, busiest and worst day of the week. Uh, I don't feel like doing churros today. I'm going to be honest. All right, I don't feel well, like it's... The, I mean, this, this podcast is very unique in that it's very transparent and open and honest. And I just love that you're very honest about these things because other on other podcasts, you'd probably hear things like, you know, I love doing this podcast. I, I want to... <laughs> I, I want to be here for our listeners, but I, I like at least that you're congruent to how you're feeling. Um, listen, well, I guess my job here is to cheer you up. You won't remember this, I don't think. In like, you know, by the time the fall rolls around, you'll have a summer under Chavi, you'll get some new signings. Ansu Fati will return from injury. Pedro will, ret- will return from injury. You figure out, you know, some some positions and you upgrade some players, you get more rhythm. You won't remember this. You won't remember this stretch under, under Chavi. And didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you agree that you know Chavi's real first season starts next season anyway? Does it? Like you're not gonna. Well, yeah, but but you still. You know, you you still want to, of course, secure the main objective, which is a, a spot amongst the top four. And uh, even though you kind of brush that off as a certainty. Uh, looking at the games that uh, Barca still have to play after having played 33 match days, you know, Mallorca is next. What are Mallorca doing? They're fighting for their lives. Uh, Betis is the week after that. What are Betis doing? They're winning the Copa del Rey. Um, the week after that, we have Celta. Celta, always a tough opponent. Getafe, historically always tough as well. And finally, we end the match day, or we end the season rather, uh, with a nice game at home against the Champions League semifinalist Villarreal. So, uh, no, this is not a certainty. This is not a certainty. Especially when, as I just mentioned, you cannot beat the likes of Rayo or Cadiz or Eintracht at your own ground. Um, you know, Chavi in a press conference was very self-critical, talked about his inability to, I guess, motiv- motivate his players suffic- sufficiently for these kind of games. And that's quite truly what it looked like. Uh, if there's one key word that, kept, uh, that we kept hearing from Chavi in, in his earlier press conference was, you know, intensity. Um, and we're just not seeing this at this team from night or from this team at this point in time and quite frankly it's mind-boggling it's it's i you know i know that our our listeners tune in to hear our opinions but i imagine some would also tune in for potential answers possible explanations or reasons as to how a team can go from being the ninth seeded team in la liga then work their way up to sitting pretty in second by having defeated the current league champions, still the current league champions, the future league champions, um, Valencia, Aleti Club, uh, Napoli, you know, big game, Atletico de Madrid, as I mentioned, Real Madrid as well, at home in the Bernabeu, by four goals or four goal margins, to then dip so hard uh the volatility of this team again i know i often make references and comparisons to the crypto market but it is truly that how else do you explain what you're seeing in front of your eyes when 
this team can simply not muster up the motivation, it seems almost, to compete against more humble, lesser prestigious teams. And they think that some of these players think that by simply just putting on the Barca shirt, the three points are already guaranteed and in the bag. And it's easy, you know, easy going, smooth sailing from here on in. It's that's not the case. This team, the traumas that this team still has overcome, the wounds that this team still has to heal, the 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 the, 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 the recovery process that it's currently in, you know, isn't done yet. And uh, this is becoming clear as we have now entered in this final stretch of the season. We thought, and I'll include myself, we all thought, and I, maybe even Madridistas, maybe you were even convinced uh, that this team was effectively back as we have been advertising and branding at any good given opportunity, such as this, as Xavi characterized, uh, um, like a, a science fiction-like victory over Neverdaveo when we managed to beat Madrid four goals by four goals to nil, and doing so playing excellent football, very convincingly, convincingly, to now this, this situation where with five games remaining, we have to beat either very stiff opposition that are playing for European football or opponents that are either, you know, that are fighting for their lives and to stay within the Spanish top flight for one more season. So, no, it's not going to be easy. No, it's, nothing is guaranteed uh, at this point in time. And let's hope to God that now we have, now that we have caught up with the rest of La Liga teams and we've all played the same amount of matches that, uh, you know, Xavi can muster up something special so that these players are actually coming out with a fire lit under underneath their asses um, as they've got nothing else to do. So, you know, we have an entire week to prepare for Mallorca now. Um, there are no more excuses. There's no more, you know, go well, this, that and the other. No, uh, what we have to see from this team from here on in for these final five match days is sheer another commitment intensity uh, 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 you know, a drive to grind out these victories by any means necessary, and and please let it not be lacking in intensity, like in in intensity. Excuse me, like we have been seeing, because you know you'll we can be damn sure that a Mallorca that is just hovering above the relegation zone by two points now, they're gonna come to the Camp Nou with a mission, and that is to stay within the Spanish top flight. I hope that we can match that level of 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 you know drive of of commitment and again intensity so that we can assure our participation not just within within the champions league i i want to secure the second place now you know i don't want us to drop from the second place i want to qualify automatically for the champions league not have to do some pre-rounds uh over the summer that that is just gonna you know Basically, just drag this team uh, uh, through more games, more minutes. When when uh, I want this team to be fully focused with the the, the task at hand already done, come the the off season. Well, this podcast is already a win. I didn't expect to get that much out of you, and yeah, you, know, <laughs> you just uh, you broke out of your shell there. I'm glad that was a great analysis. I think, <clears throat> you know, this t this part of the season usually is 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 a part of the season I generally hate because I feel like it drags on. There's so many meaningless games, but this year is not that. And as you said, you know, looking at Barcelona's schedule, all those games 
correct me if I'm wrong, do, would you say, I mean, I think Celta, like teams like Celta won't have anything to play for, for example, because they're just in the middle of the pack. That's where they'll be. They won't be getting into the European spot. They won't be relegated. Um, but it's Celta, you know, <laughs> uh, they have pride. And, you know, Aspas only wants to beat Barca. But, they've, they've stripped away league titles from us in the past, you know, uh, very recent history. It'll be interesting to see where the league is at, in, like by the time the Villarreal game rolls around the last match day. To put a put a further thorn in your side, there's another side of this that hasn't been talked about much, and that is if Real Madrid beat or even a draw against Espanyol on Saturday, they win the league on Saturday. Um, which you know, coming from a Real Madrid fan who you know, doesn't have many league titles in my lifetime. Not, not only to win the league title, but also to win it with this many games in advance uh, is an unbelievable luxury. Um, assuming we can get to the Champions League final, even if we don't, I mean, just the, the fact that we could at least focus on City for now, even if we lose to them, is uh, is huge. But the, the side of the coin that I think not many are talking about is that with the league already wrapped up and Real Madrid not having anything to play for, after Espanyol, if, again, that's if we draw or win against them and we don't lose, then we also play two teams that are direct competition with you, Atletico and Betis. And if we we play some Castilla guys or we play some bench guys, like, you know, we bring, although, like, even talking about it, like, I, it actually, it may, like, it's not that we would necessarily lose those games either because if you think about, like, let's say what happens if you put Isco in the game. Isco's look good in, like, the limited time. Maybe he wants to prove to someone he's still valuable before his contract runs out. He's hungry. Castilla guys are hungry. So it, it may not be a loss. But but I'm talking about, like, if we go deep to, like, Jesus Vallejo territory, Rafa Marin territory, we start playing, I don't know, Jovic and whatever. If we start to rest guys against Atletico and Betis who have to win those games, assuming they're, that they give them a chance in the top four, that, that could be dangerous for you guys as well. But I actually think you brought up a key point here. One of the problems for Barca right now, in my opinion, just looking at them, is they look a little bit gassed and tired. And I think part of the reason it worked initially under Xavi is because, well, Xavi's a very good coach, and I still believe that, regardless of what's happening here. I... Uh, I think there's been like the kind of the new manager bounce syndrome where typically if you look at the stats, every time a team has a new manager, something good happens. But this one is is more than just that. I think there was actually some really good tactical changes um, that Xavi's made. Uh, scouting report has come out a little bit, but also uh, players like Obama Yang and Ferran look like they could use a little bit of a break. And um, so you guys got a week rest yeah. between now and Mallorca, a week to regroup, not to think about anything else, no distractions. It's uh, I feel like you guys will use that as the first game as like, okay, let's get this back on track. I, I You'll be fine. I don't think you'll drop out of the top four. That's my prediction. Well, it, again, I, I, I talked about consolidating the second position as well, which I, I think should be, a, and it, it is the primary mission. With regards to certain players looking gassed, uh, I agree. And, and, and uh, that's a question that I have. And I think I would like to know your opinion on that as to why you think a coach wouldn't play a player like Adama Traore more when he 
I mean, wreaking havoc is perhaps a stretch, but he certainly was creating danger on that right flank when he came in in the 70-something minute uh, against uh, Rayo. We haven't been seeing very much from him, and I'm wondering why certain players are being used time and time again. And it's a similar narrative, it's a similar situation and storyline that we've had uh, with different coaches, recent coaches and in, in, in very recent coaches uh, that simply seem to be playing certain players regardless of their form. When we have perfectly capable, able and, you know, productive solutions on the bench and they show that they can be very helpful for this team with the very few minutes that um, they are given, where they simply seem to inject the team with a little bit of, with that oomph, with a little bit of spice, with a little bit of extra motivation, thereby creating danger and uncertainty uh, in their areas. And again, I'm talking, I'm referring here to Adama. So I thought that he was excellent when he came on and actually allowed uh, uh yeah was was a breath of fresh air in this team this we talk about often how subs are you know characterized as, as as fresh legs on the pitch well never better said than this time when certain players seem to be lacking in these uh fresh department of their legs and other players come on to the field with with yeah like something to prove as well let's not forget that a player like adama is on a mission to prove something uh you know sort of assuming that of course he wants to stay on this is a player that is from loan on loan from Wolverhampton so we want to assume uh, nothing has been said but he would like to stay here also next season it's his boyhood club he is from Hospitalet he's born and bred uh, Barca just was born around the corner from the Camno so um, you know this is a player that that can provide so much why not use him a little bit more Give a break to some of the other players that look in a little bit of gas and use your use your role players, use your bench players, because they can actually do some good. Luke de Jong, as you you know d discussed uh, uh, using a very funny anecdote, has got a, a higher goals to minute ratio than Mariano, who came on and <laughs> one minute scored a goal. So uh, Luke de Jong has been very valuable for us. Why not play him a little bit more? These are certain questions that, that, you know, I would, yeah, I have, and that, that of course, I would like you, your opinion on seeing us. It's only just you and me in this one. Well, uh, I'd be curious to know what the roster looks like next season. Hmm. Uh, you know, what is Adama going to go back to Wolves? Is he going to stick around? Like, what's your hunch on that? You just don't. I mean, we don't know because yeah. it's, it's you know, there's the 30 million price tag over hanging over his head. There's Trincao who is still on loan there. So. Yeah, my my take on Adama is that he's just, I don't think he's at Barca's level. And I think he's, and I th maybe that's a harsh thing to say because he's actually been really good for Barca. But I think as the games wore on, like he just, he wasn't as effective as he once was. I mean, he had a good cameo off the bench, sure. But like, you know, I think teams just kind of know if you just put, send a help defender, Adama has a bit of tunnel vision, right? He has the athletic ability and the ability to just beat players and get a cross in and create danger and havoc. And I, maybe off the bench, I think he makes more sense. But I don't think he has the IQ to play in, in what, what Xavi's trying to do here. Because he does seem to just like every time he gets the ball, his head is down and he goes down the wing. And that can be a detriment because he misses cutbacks, he misses open players that are, or, and he misses better options. And so 
so uh, that's just this is one thought. Like if he's thirty million, I, you know, whatever it, pennies you guys have, mm-hmm. I think you should be, in my opinion, should just resign Dembele if you can, right? Um, and and also just give some of the other youth products a chance. I mean, yeah, I mean the thing is so, but and and I get what you're saying. I think it's it's uh, somewhat fair criticism based on probably what you saw from him uh, um, you know early on even though as you described as well he has been very productive and very helpful for this team but in recent games where he does get you know the the, the 10 minute 15 minute cameos uh, he's actually proving to be very uh, helpful I mean it it, it, it it's it's sort of uh, you know he's a a difference maker in these kind of games even i would go so far to say where and that, that's not taking anything away from from dembele but because uh, i think dembos has been barca's best player you know with the permission of, of pedri who's of course injured now but um but it would be it'd be interesting to for example to see adam and dembele together you know why one or the other why not just put both in because i think that uh, again once again to re- you know hammer home this point i think in the, these last few games where adama is given a few minutes he's actually proven to be uh, potentially very effective if he had more time so were you thinking like you put demba on the left adama on the right yeah um sure i guess i guess it depends on who's healthy and who's not i mean you know, Ansu, hopefully he cuts back and he's just, if he's healthy, he's, he's going to start on the left. But obviously, we're not, you're probably not talking I'm about talking Adama. talking now, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're also not talking, yeah. And, and also, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why it hasn't been something that Xavi has looked at more given the right back situation right now. And obviously, unfortunately, right now, Dest is also injured for the season. Um, but, I'm surprised he didn't get more looks at right back. Did he get any looks at right back, actually? No, but it's uh, quite known that he's not keen whatsoever to play in that position. Okay. Um, yeah. It's almost like a, a bit of a taboo, right? I mean, I believe, and, and you might, or our listeners might know more about this than, than, than us, but that a lot of his problems at Wolves, or Wolverhampton, Wolfsburg, I was going to say, Wolverhampton was um, stemmed from his disagreements with the coach because he wanted to play uh, Adama at right back and he just flat out refused. So I, I think, I mean, part of the reason I, I bring that up is because I think like if he's just a guy who can be a tireless, you know, runner and tracker and also someone who can provide overloads for that right side, I think he actually works well system- systemically as a right back, whether he wants uh-huh. to or not. I guess that's a different conversation, but I, I think like to me, there's a huge, huge gap in talent between Adama and Usman Dembele. Whereas like what Adama does really well again is dribbling past people, bringing the ball up the field, and pretty decent in the air. I kind of think that that's it. I, I I mean I don't like he's not going to even with the ability to dribble and cross. He's not going to create goals the way Dembele can on a consistent basis. He, um, he's just not that good of a creator. And you can see, like, Dembele makes things happen more consistently. And I, and I, and I think Dembele, if you sign him, my point is, I think he's more of a, more of a guy who can change the game off the bench. I just don't know if that's worth thirty million. 
when mm. your resources are a bit tight. Um, yeah, yeah, and and again, I, and I want to make sure that this this is clear. I'm referring to these final you yeah. know, five games that, that that have to be played now from here until the end of the season, where I would love to see Dembu's on the on the left and and Adama on the right. Yeah, you know, give a rest to to Obama Young, give a rest to Ferran. Uh, give a rest to these players that have been playing literally all the minutes. Uh, well, Memphis possible. looked fresh off the bench too, right? And playing in his position too, so yeah. that was nice. So, Not, yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, I guess we can, would you chalk it down then? This like slump in form, a combination of lack of motivation and also fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and teams to, being right? efficient against you guys as well. And exactly. Um, yeah. Teams with very little are able to create uh, a lot of damage with very few shots on goal. That's certainly something, an area that uh, needs to be uh, explored and, and, and fixed as soon as possible because this is also a problem that has been uh, dragging on for uh, with this team for far too long. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, and it's a genuine question why I ask or that I asked you, how is it possible that we can see this team put four past uh, La Liga's or, 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 you know, La Liga's best and, 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 and or very informed teams in Europe as well, and then stumble and incapable of mustering up the, the, the minimum motivation to actually be competitive against these these more humble teams, as, as uh, I usually describe them. And, you know, maybe Xavi is the one that gave that answer in the, in the post-match press conference by saying, it's my fault. I assume my... Um, my blame and I clearly haven't been able to get these players motivated enough for these kinds of matches. If that's the case, you know, I, I think it's still a matter of which players are the, or why are players not able to be capable of, uh, to, to be motivated enough for these kind of games. And, and, and I wouldn't necessarily, you know, have such a, um, critical vision or opinion about Xavi's perhaps lack in ability of, uh, you know, building up the motivation uh, within his squad because, I mean, look, I'm not there at the practice grounds. Uh, the most I get to see are, are the first 15 minutes, which are usually very light. And for the cameras, it's, it's ha ha he he, a bit of shits and giggles. Uh, but I would have to think that a player like Xavi, who, again, I describe as the best Spanish football player in history, uh, 
I find it hard to believe that he doesn't have what it takes to to fire up a, a locker room. So it's it's for me more of a question like who are these players and why are these players not just not you know feeling it uh, uh, before a match before a crucial match that again is described by their head coach as a final, uh, which it is, which it is. You know the season is not over yet. Uh, where we come from is a dire situation. But we are walking a very, very thin line to actually uh, guarantee that also next season will be, you know, if not just as dire, perhaps even more so if we cannot qualify for the Champions League or hold on to that second spot. Um, one thing, I mean, and, and you and I haven't discussed this, although we did discuss it a little bit last week, but we haven't discussed it much on the podcast for obvious reasons. Mm. But it is an elephant in the room we haven't addressed yet. And I'm just curious, and I don't know the answer, but how much of a distraction is the PK stuff, do you think? any Does that come into play at all with the morale or anything? No, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Chavi uh, says it, you know, it. Chavi says he, when asked about it, he said that PK needs these kind of quote unquote distractions. Judging from Piquet's form, I wouldn't, you know, go out on a witch hunt uh, and blame him for the team's lack of uh, motivation and intensity in these games or, uh, you know, the reason why we have been dropping valuable points. So, um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't see a whole dressing room being in, entirely shook up by these events that happened. Uh, if anything, it would have probably been good banter within uh, the team itself. Uh, something maybe to laugh at. Maybe some players did have some questions for PK, in which case, uh, knowing or what we know from PK wouldn't be, I imagine, shy also to, he wouldn't shy away from the chance to to talk about it with his teammates. So I, I don't think uh, that's, that. no, that has anything to do with it. Um, a follow-up question to that. Obviously, he didn't play against Rayo, um, but usually what, what you know, in the stadium, what they do is they also read the subs a lot at one point. You know, they're announcing in the stadium the subs. You know, Gerard Piquet did... What was the reception when they said his name? Do you know? No. Okay. How does he get received when he does play in the camp? Does, do people care? Do they boo? Do they do anything? No. Is it neutral? No. Neutral, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Churrosi Tactica's podcast where Keon tries to get Diego fired from his job. Um, so, all right, well. It's not Friday, Keon. It's not Friday. What's, uh, I actually, I have, I have, this is one of three podcasts for me today. Um, and I got, a, I got another one. What do you have soon, tomorrow then? Tomorrow is just post game, post game stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, any, do you want to give out some Champions League predictions then? I'm just praying to the Champions League gods to to throw us a bone here. Please. You realize asking Champions League gods, it, it, literally Champions League gods is is you're asking Maridisa in that situation to help you out. You have to you have to you have to ask the Champions League devil, the Satan of Champions League, to arise from the ashes to stop the voodoo. <laughs> That's it. Well said. Well put. Well put. But look, Manchester City gave us a lot of problems two years ago. Uh, now mm -hmm. I will say, 
I think we're a better team now than we were then. I think even some of the players who appeared in that tie are much better now than they were. Like Benzema and Vinicius are actually better players now than they were two years ago, I think. And City have a multiple amount of injuries to key backline players. And I don't know who the hell they're going to start at right back. I don't know. We're going to talk about it in the podcast upcoming in like 15 minutes. But um, so the timing actually is is decent for us for, for us to play them now and not like, let's say, you know, two months ago or some shit. So there's that. What about Villarreal Liverpool? Any chance for them? Uh, I mean, against Bayern, I was, you know, very adamant about, obviously, I didn't even consider, I mean, and even in the second leg, I was adamant to say that I thought they were going to, you know, receive a, a hefty beating over in the Allianz Arena in, in Munich. Um, so who am I to say that they don't have a chance? They clearly do. They managed to get, you know, to, to eliminate one of the best teams in, in Europe. Um, why wouldn't they be able to repeat this feat against uh, Liverpool? You got to give them a chance. You got to give them a chance. This is historic for them. This is the second time in their history that they're playing a semifinal uh, already when they first did so, it was uh, going to set up an all-Spanish final between Barca and, and, and Arso- um, uh, Villarreal back in, what was it, 2007-ish? Yep. Um, you know, so they're at the cusp again of you know, not just, well, they're making history at the moment by reaching the semifinals again, but they're at the cusp of potentially even uh, sugarcoating that, that history by reaching the final again. I hope they don't, and this is not because I'm an anti anti Villarreal, anti uh, Yellow Submarine. I just simply want, uh, in the case, in the far fetched case, according to Big Data, that Madrid do reach the final. I want them to obviously face the strongest opposition, and I think against Villarreal, as good of a team that they are, in their very first final to go up against the team, the club that have won the most Champions League finals in their history, I think is probably a step too much for them, where many players would already sort of deem it a job well done that we could reach the final. So, you know, I want Liverpool to go through on this one 120,000%. You have hate in your heart, Diego. I hate so, so much hate that you sacrifice Villarreal fans' happiness yes. for... Yes. To, to... <laughs> so, if City, if City beat Real Madrid, though, I'm assuming you want Villarreal to make it to the final. Of course. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, good luck to what? your dreams. And yep. did did Pochettino just get fired? I don't know. In mm-hmm. France, they're saying that uh, Le Parisien is saying that uh, the firing of uh, Mauricio Pochettino is imminent. Yeah, I feel like we knew that kind of. Anyway, the, but who are they gonna take? Uh, I've heard Conte, but I don't. I don't know. Zizou. No, please no. Zizou. Please no, 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 no. Zizou. No. no, I think it'll be. I. I mean, I, from what I read, it Conte was a uh, a candidate, but I. I really don't know. Mm. All right, Diego. We'll be back Friday for Wait, Patreon. No, 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 no Betis Valencia. <laughs> we did. We talked about them for four seconds. What else do you want? All right, let's give out the the give the 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 summarized thoughts from me is that. I had, you know, on the Friday Churros podcast when you couldn't make it, I said, hey, yeah. I I said that Betis has the better team. I think Betis uh, is going to win. 
but I but what I was sure of, hundred percent, and I wasn't sure that Betis would win, but I, I they were favorites in my opinion. What I was one hundred percent sure of was that it was going to be a good game. Um, just knowing that Valencia are also built for a game like this to shit house and frustrate mm-hmm. and drag it and you know borderless and you know if there's any team that can get in Betis's heads, it's them. So I predicted a good game, and it was. And um, the emotion I, I, just from Betis and their fans was incredible. Um, yeah. You know, the scenes were incredible. Joaquin yeah. had his dick pic uh, yeah. ready to go. You see that? Yeah. And uh, also just Joaquin, like, unbelievable the fact that, you know, I was watching, there was a ESPN FC had put out, like, on YouTube uh, a clip of, you know, what it means for Betis. And Sid Lowe, was talking about it and he reminded us that Joaquin missed a penalty for Spain in, in, uh, uh, was it against, uh, Korea, South Korea, right? Something okay. 20 years I, ago. You remember that heartbreaking penalty shootout? I, rem- I remember the, the shootout. I don't tournament. remember Joaquin being, uh, uh, the one that missed, but okay. So uh, good redemption from him. He's now won this competition twice with Betis and, uh, yeah. he's just been around for, forever i think he's i don't i don't just he's just been around forever yeah. and uh just what a night for him and all of betis's fans in the city amazing that's, that's all i gotta say i mean yeah. a little bit a little bit sad for musa that's that's got a sting for him mm. but hey man it's a bad penalty cracked it's under a pressure bad penalty. Know, what are you gonna I don't do i tell you yeah you just gotta learn from this and come back stronger he's a talented player that's all i got do you have anything to add Me- to this Sad for Musa, happy for Miranda, if anything, uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, stepping out to the play, winning the, and, and scoring the decisive penalty. It's the, the flip side of the coin, right? Uh, one man's uh, failure and heartbreak is the other man's joy. Uh, of course, Miranda still had to make that penalty. Yeah, but mainly just happy for Joaquin, man. What am I going to say? You know, old man Joaquin, uh, <laughs> like you said, the dick pics and just the happiness, the tears of joy for all of the Betis uh, fans as well. Uh, you know, they don't get to celebrate uh, these kinds of wins very often. And with their neighbors uh, having become the kings of the, the Europa League and having to watch them, after, having to endure watching them uh, win titles uh, in, in, in their you know recent history. This was one that I'm sure was needed for all of the Betis fans. Happy for Pellegrini as well for, you know, redeeming uh his career i always thought very highly of him as a person as a coach we see without knowing him but what we uh see and know from him and after his uh pretty yeah traumatic uh, uh disrespectful exit i would even say and treatment from uh real madrid the treatment that he was receiving i'm, I'm happy for somebody like pellegrini who just seems like you know a a, a a good man like a, a a gentleman if you will so good happy for betty cool. and i'm sure the king you know uh felipe i was gonna say rey don juan carlos but felipe would have been happy finally to assist in copa del rey final without hearing whistles being blown while the spanish national anthem was blurring in the beginning of the game okay i don't know anything about what you just said i i i know that he's there he was there and but i don't know any of the political stuff you just said um so okay good for we, you but if you want to elaborate on that on friday you definitely can do that and educate us <clears throat> educate me anyway uh all right diego go all enjoy right, the boy. sun i can see the sun blaring in to your window and no time, uh, don't forget Got your sunglasses feed, next time shower. okay well enjoy that it's a special time also yes 
All right, man. Have a great week. We'll chat Friday. Take care, buddy. Peace. Sounds good, bye. You too. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.